Distinguished adventurers, welcome to a very special Idol Podcasts crossover event of the podcasting century. I am Lauren Urban. You might know me as Obo Crazy. I am usually the dungeon master for the podcast Dungeon Drunks, but today I am very honored and pleased to be the DM for some some special guests. And I am going to ask them to introduce themselves now as listeners to any of our podcasts. You might be familiar with some of us, but let's just go around the table. As I said, I am Lauren. I'm usually the DM for Dungeon Drunks. I go by she, her. And Josh, why don't you go next? Hello, my name is Josh Perot. I am usually, but up until recently, the DM of Taking Initiative. Uh, I am also the person behind the podcast of events for Wizards of the Coast. I am also he, him, and that's what I do. And who are you playing as today? Oh, I will be playing as Morgan Amberhall, uh, Monk Locke. He's just kind of one of those people who read something he shouldn't have read, and now his life has changed, and he hasn't figured out if it's for good or bad yet, but he's still uh, trucking along. <laughs> Excellent. Joe, why don't you introduce yourself next? Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Joe Trier. Um I am the writer, DM, and producer for How We Roll Podcasts. Uh, we are a horror, horror podcast uh, playing Old Curse Strad and Call of Cthulhu. Uh, my preferred pronouns are he, him, and tonight I'll be playing Soldar Solvarovich, an escapee from Barovia who has made it out of the mists all the way to the Forgotten Realms. I love it. So those of you who are listening are probably familiar with the three of us podcasters, but we have two incredibly special guests. Kat, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kat. Uh, I'm one of the artists on uh, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, which is uh, a D&D game that I'll let my other partner guest explain more about. Pronouns are she, her, uh, and I'm going to be playing Hemlock, a uh, Circle of Spores, a Ladrin Druid, who is they, them. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And and to round out the cast, the person who's going to talk a little more about Idol Champions, Chris. Yeah. Who are you and who are you playing as? Hi, I'm Chris Dupuy. I'm the live services manager here at Codename Entertainment for Idol Champions. I'm going to be playing one of our Idol Champions. I'm going to be playing Stokey, uh, a gnome <laughs> monk of the open hands. So while I uh, normally use the pronouns uh, he, him, I'll be using she, her today, playing as Stokey. But I don't have nearly the um, vocal talent as our friends here, so I won't be doing an accent. That's just fine. Listen, every group does something a little different. You you do what makes you comfy. There you we're go. Just, we're just super pleased to have you. So uh, obviously the three of us podcasts are huge fans of Idol Champions. We usually have gold chess codes in our games. And for a while now, we've wanted to all get together and do something fun together. And so let's play, shall we? Sounds yeah. like fun. All right. Since we're doing a one shot, we're doing the... Hey, you all know each other. You've all been adventuring for a while together. You're all out doing goodish deeds and trying to make a buck while you do it. And so in the process, you've been hired to come to a small town in the middle of the Daylands. And so here you find yourself standing in this tiny little town in the Daylands, talking to a, a kind of disheveled looking gentleman who has introduced himself as your employer, Rhaegar. And as you're standing with him outside of his inn, and he's been introducing himself, and you've been introducing yourselves to all of him, you hear this strange flapping noise above you. This... And you look over and you see, lying in the dirt 
next to this inn that has been recently closed is a crow flapped on its back feet clawing at the air it eventually turns itself over writes itself kind of shakes its head off a little bit looks at you gives you all that weird crow look that they do and they they it looks like they're blaming you for everything quick check it for coins <laughs> <laughs> and then it tries to fly away and you see it go flap flap and it gets about two or three feet off the ground and then you see it wheel in the air turning over onto its back as it continues to flap wildly and then fall into a bush about five or six feet away oh, and no. Rhaegar looks at all of you and says yeah well that's kind of the problem we've been having and the main reason why I called you here it seems like all all the birds have gone a little bit crazy just the birds well mostly the birds I there are some people that think that the termite infestation in my inn might have something to, to to do with it. I don't know. I think they're just, you know, maybe coincidentally related. But so far, my inn hasn't turned upside down and been trying to fly upside down in the middle of the air. So I can't say for sure. But it's been really difficult doing anything when we keep getting hit in the face with birds that keep trying to fly upside down. Have you ever tried to fly upside down? It doesn't work. Hmm. Nope. Can't say I've tried, but now I really want to. This definitely sounds like the job for a mighty adventurer. There's not much going on in this town. We mostly rely on, on tourists coming through, and they've been scared away a lot recently because of, you know, crazy birds. Have you checked your alcohol supply at all? Because to me, it just looks like they're maybe a little drunk. Kind of don't know which way is up. And also, I've never tried to fly in any direction because... I don't have wings. Mm, good point. Good point. Well, as far as I know, we, we've got a normal amount of alcohol. I mean, the, the only people that we got staying here right now, we got a couple hoity-toity people off from in town, and they're they're doing their best to get through our, our stock of ale. But otherwise, you know, everything seems to be okay. But that's, that's the reason that I, I hired you, partially because we need to figure out what's going on, mostly because with the inn being closed up, I kind of got uh, volunteered to be the person to find someone who could figure this thing out. So how long has this been going on for? Uh, about a week, about a 10 day, not very long. First person noticed it like about a week ago. They keep flying into windows, you know? They do that. Mm. Yeah, that they do. Yeah. They do that a lot more now. And from overhead, you see what looks like an inland gull going, ah, ah, poof. So uh, I turn to the uh, three companions and say, I know I say this every time we go on an adventure, but I'm almost certain it's vampires. Somehow vampires are to do with this. <sighs> this again. Mm. <laughs> do vampires really like birds that much? Not in my experience, but what else could it be? The best thing about you usually putting this up is we take that remark and we just cross it right off the list. <laughs> so we know it's not vampires. So thank you for putting that up so we can just nix that right in the butt. Not vampires. That's an interesting thought. Hmm. I, I would have to agree. Also, from what you told me, crows, like why would crows and vampires have, uh, aren't they kind of not liking each other or something from what you told me from your land? Ah, no, that was the ravens. Ravens, oh, ravens. and crows, very, very different birds. Completely That's true. different. They are very different. That's Never true. fly on their backs, no. So um, maybe vampires. 
maybe maybe vampires. Well, probably vampires, to be fair. Can, can crows be vampires? Is that a thing? Can you have bird vampires? Not in my experience. I can turn into a bird. I could be a I, vampire. Are you so, one? I mean, yes. I, I try not to discriminate. So if you're here to help, that's all that no. really matters. But, you know, that'd be a little weird. It's, it, it's like nine o'clock in the morning, aren't you supposed? I hear a lot about vampires not lacking the sunlight. Are you okay? I like the sun. I am not a vampire. I am in, hmm, infected in other means. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll leave that up to you to, to figure out. I'm more worried about the, the, the crows and the, the other inland birds and the sparrows and the robins. It's so disappointing when you see the little robins and they're trying to learn how to fly and they just keep doing nosedives. It's so sad. Rhaegar looks depressed. <laughs> that's, yes, that's terrible. Well, could you point us in a certain direction potentially of uh, where we'd be able to talk to somebody or where this has been happening the most, try to find the epicenter of what's going on? Well... You can talk to the couple people in town. We've all seen it. Uh, a couple people tried to examine some of the birds, but fortunately, no one's really no no bird is like super hurt itself just yet. They just they just look so depressed every time they fall out of the sky like that. But you know, so far it hasn't been too bad. I, I I'd suggest maybe going and, and checking out. Well, the only tavern that's still open in town, Jeroot, would be able to tell you a little about it. He's he's seen a couple things, and uh, I guess you could. And then just then you hear flap, 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 ah, flap, flap, and you see another crow fall into the middle of this dirt street. And the gentleman, Rhaegar, kind of points over and says, well, I guess there's one right now. I mean, you can go check it out if you'd like. On it. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna run across the street just as fast as I can uh, and try to dive and catch the, the crow. Excellent. As a monk, you're probably pretty fast. So go ahead and give me a give me a dexterity check. And I will make one for the bird. Uh, 11? It's not your best dive. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little frantic. You're used to diving after enemies and monsters and evildoers and birds. Not the thing you're used to. However, this crow is obviously disoriented and not expecting you. And you manage to grab it by just like underwear its tail would be and it gives us a, a squawk and but you've got a hold of this crow and it starts to flap wildly and it's pecking at you with its beak and it's making all kinds of noise <laughs> but you got it yeah I, I got it i got it what do we want to check oh dear well for hold his wings down this is terrible what are you doing stokey please uh uh i dropped to the ground and put the crow under me got him <laughs> quick check his teeth see if he's a vampire uh crows don't have teeth that would be a good sign then no teeth, vampire. no vampire. <laughs> oh, okay. Stokey, roll a nature check. See, you're lucky, because the last time I tried to catch something flying in Lauren's game, I broke its wing off. So, <laughs> good on you. I'm a little worried about my crow now. Uh, 15 for the nature check. Yeah, you managed to football tackle this thing, tuck its wings under, and avoid getting pecked in the face by the beak, as you do confirm that, no, there do not seem to be any pointy teeth on this this crow. Uh, can I go over and inspect if it's, like, visibly sick in any way? Sure. I will let you do either a nature or a medicine check, whichever you'd prefer. I'm real good at nature. Oh, well, 15. Okay. Stokey's holding this thing down. You walk on over and start to examine. It's, it's a little difficult because in order to keep this bird from trying to fly away, they... Uh, Stokey's holding it pretty firmly, but you you check the eyes, you check the the beak, you check kind of along the feathers, and 
it looks a little malnourished, not scary at this point. And you're guessing probably if it's having trouble flying, it's probably having trouble finding food. So mm-hmm. guess that's probably what's going on. Otherwise, it, it seems okay, but you're having a hard time looking at the whole thing while it's being held. While the two of you are huddled around this bird, the other two, you hear a noise coming down the down the, this dirt road in the middle of this tiny little town. You see several horses, fancy horses, lots of barding, several people. It's, it's five people total coming, riding into town. They're all in exquisite dress. They look like noblemen. Most of them are humans. There looks like there's one gnome with them. These people look super fancy for this place, this tiny little two-horse town, and suddenly there's five more horses. They come riding into town, and it looks like they're going to pass by and just ignore you, but then two stop. Uh, One of the humans and the gnome and comes up to, yeah, I'll say comes up to, comes up to Morgan and the, the human on the horse says, so what's going on? Anything exciting? Very quickly before I answer, would I be able to make an insight check to see if they're like, they know already that something's going on, just trying to see if I do or something along those lines? Sure. Give me an insight check. Awesome. Maybe if they're smug because they want all the chaos they've caused. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that is a 16 for me. Okay. The gentleman who is speaking to you seems, he's not putting on a front. He seems interested out of boredom. He's like leaned over on the front of his horse and is kind of looking at you. And it's the, he's asked you what's going on, but you get the sense that he's going to very quickly judge whether it's something he's actually interested in or not and take off. Gotcha. The gnome that stopped with him is too busy trying to rein in the horse to for you to get a read on. But this this human in the fancy dress is just like, my dear. So what's going on? Well, it looks like uh, birds forgot how to fly straight or normally or any type of way that's not crashing into the ground. Oh, and it looks like your horse may be a little bit fuffled too, looking at your, your friend over there. Uh, maybe just the animals are doing some weird shit. The guy looks behind him, sees the, the, the gnome who has finally gotten his horse under control, and this gentleman snorts and kind of chuckles a little bit and says, <laughs> Foster's always just having some fun. Maybe the, the birds have just gotten drunk. That's That's been the thing that I've been doing. That's what I said. Right? Maybe just (laughs) drunk. Yeah, possibly. Excellent. Well, if they find any good brandy in this town, let me know. And he wheels his horse around and continues down the way. And you can see his companions, the three that haven't stopped, or the three that kept going, have stopped about a block down in front of another building. The gnome kind of gives you this apologetic look and follows after them. I shrug at him. Is, uh, Is Rhaegar still there? Oh, yeah. He's he's standing there just kind of, he's still kind of looking at uh, your two friends tackling a bird. <laughs> so, uh, Rhaegar, those um, very suspiciously, expensively dressed gentlemen with the carriage and the big horses, any idea who they might be? Oh, yeah, they're the, they're the few tourists we got in town that I was talking about. They're really the only people who are still putting money in, but all they really want to do is drink. I think I think that one keeps trying to get his friend out into the woods to go do some hunting or something. 
but most mostly the the hoity-toity noble, noble guy he just he just wants to get drunk and sing really bad karaoke really bad karaoke you say and i kind of like touch the lute on my back yes i can i can empathize you say he they turned up around the same time the uh, vampire problem started i mean sorry the bird problem <laughs> wink <laughs> A little bit later. They've only been here for like three or four days. They keep coming in and out of town. As I said, I, I think I think the one keeps trying to get the others to go go hunting, but mostly they just want to get drunk. And at this point, all of you can hear from this inn down the way a very out of tune piano start to play, and three or four people very loudly start to sing a drinking song. <laughs> Now that is my type of music. They they must have been drunk horse, and that's that's not safe. Those of you wrestling a bird, uh, <laughs> the the bird has. I still can't find the coins. <laughs> you need to hit it harder. <laughs> you're you're holding this bird. It's calmed down a little bit. You could see that it's still frantic. It obviously is not happy that you're holding it, but it's kind of reconciled that for the moment it's not getting away, and so it's stopped struggling. Is there anything else you'd like to do with this bird? Uh, just as a aside, I think it's important to mention what Hemlock looks like. Sure. Because they, they're a fall Eladrin druid, so they essentially just look like a big pile of autumn leaves. <laughs> just got this big cloak and uh, a white porcelain mask. So you can't really see any of them. So they're gonna shuffle around in their robes for a minute and then take out some rations and just like offer it to the bird because it looks hungry. <laughs> Good idea. Give me a animal handling check. Okay. Oh, Bad idea. <laughs> it's fine it's fine what'd you 11 11 you pull out some breadcrumbs from this voluminous cloak and mm -hmm. you try to offer it directly to the crow but the crow just gives you that crow look of what really really that <laughs> it's not going to take them from your hand you spread them out on the dirt in front of it and kind of leave it for a moment and it, it starts to consider them you can tell that it's 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 eyeing them but it's eyeing them with the suspicion of any second I'm going to take these things and then and then things are going to get real and I'm going to be turned into crow soup. Well, I'm just going to stand up and and back away and be like, I think that's all we're going to learn from this guy. Okay, I got I got this idea. Okay, where I come from, mm. they normally just fall out of the sky. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it up in the air and then we're gonna we're gonna watch. Oh dear. This is when the coins happen. Watch coins. What is it with you and coins? <laughs> <laughs> Skirting just, that line between two meta. Okay, so <laughs> you just you just gotta click faster. Yeah, right? join me, join me in the meta. It's great. <laughs> I'm leaning so, against a wall and watching. Sure. I'm just gonna see how right. this happens. So I'm gonna take a step back from the crumbs because if my plan doesn't work, we've still got the crumb plan. And I'm gonna, with two hands, I'm gonna squat down and I'm gonna jump up and try to throw it as high as i can sure because maybe if i disorient it more it will fall into coins okay i'm gonna prepare to catch it because <laughs> i feel bad <laughs> all right do you have a bonus to your athletics stoky uh no no okay then give me an athletics check uh, uh 18 excellent so you are not usually a a strong person you're more of the dexterous type but it's a small crow and you toss this thing super high up into the air it spreads its wings and starts to flap wait for it 
and it flaps once or twice before careening off to the right, continuing <laughs> to flap, and it and just falls back out of the sky and does a nosedive into the dirt. Oh, man. It eventually rights itself. It gives you the dirtiest of looks, and then it hops on over to where the, the crumbs are and starts to peck at the crumbs. I mean, okay. I thought it was a murder of crows, but... <laughs> <laughs> It seems to be okay now that it's standing there pecking on on the ground at these these crumbs, but it's still it's eyeing all of you, especially Stokey. It obviously is <laughs> like every time Stokey even looks like she's about to move forward, the crow <laughs> does that stop and backs away a few feet. But it's it seems to be more interested in getting the food than getting away at this moment. Uh, Rhaegar, I know this may seem like a dumb question that you may have thought about already, but do you have anyone in town who may be able to speak with animals? Well, no. Uh, I mean, we can talk at Lamb, but they don't tend to respond. Uh, there's some people out there. I have a couple of friends who... It's a thing. Okay, well, never mind then. So... Can can you speak with them? Do they talk back to you? Hemlock raises a hand and just goes, I can. Sometimes. There we go. Give me ten minutes. <laughs> You you can take as long as you want. I mean, it's that that that's a side I'd like to see. I I, <laughs> I I know there's a couple farmers in town who probably want to talk to you about their cows, especially the ones that are all ornery. But that's a different problem. Eh, one problem at a time. One problem at a time. Uh, and Hemlock's gonna shuffle over to the side of the road somewhere and just kneel down and now really look like a pile of leaves. <laughs> and I'm going to uh, ritual cast speak with animals. All right. For the next 10 minutes, what would the rest of you like to be doing? Rhaegar is going to continue to stand outside of his closed inn, looking at you all like this is this is the best thing that's happened to him all day. <laughs> I'm going to sit next to the crow while it's eating, and I'm going to hold up a copper coin. And occasionally I'll just throw it in the air and make like a, a <laughs> gesture and then watch it fall down and be like, it's not that hard. The first time you do that, it startles and goes to fly away and obviously fails miserably. But then the second and the third time, it starts to learn that you're just weird and it <laughs> it just kind of watches you and then continues to peck at the, the breadcrumbs. The eighth time you do that, <laughs> you see another coin pop out the side of the crow as I cast Minor Illusion off to the side as I wave my hand and you see a secondary coin pop out. Hemi, Hemi, look, it did it. It's gone I'm now. Focusing, Stokey, please. <laughs> <laughs> when you look back, the coin is now gone. It ate it. Coins are not good for crows. It's hungry. Leave it alone. Keep doing your thing. I'm trying. <laughs> is there anything else anyone wants to do, or are you just going to hang out with this crow watching? I'm quite interested in what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ten minutes later, ten minutes of very faintly hearing the drunken singing coming from the inn down the way. Uh, fortunately, this crow is obviously very hungry and super interested in every single crumb it can get its <laughs> beak on and probably less interested in flying for reasons that are obvious. Hemlock, your spell finishes and you cast Speak with Animals. Great. Uh, so get up and walk over to the crow and sort of shake some more crumbs out of my robes. Ah! <laughs> Hello. Ah! Hungry. Hungry. Understandable. Uh, there's a lot more where that came from, but could you talk to me for a minute? Uh, can you talk while I'm eating? Yes. All right, talk. What's with the what's with the flying? It sucks, I right? I toss another coin. It it does. It looks like it sucks a lot. Yeah, especially the fallen. Why? Why why are you stuck upside down? I don't know. Something something bad. Something itchy. 
Don't like it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Itchy. This is good. You got any more of this? This is really good. This is like super really good. Can <laughs> I just follow you around? This would be great. I would love to have you around. You would keep you like dropping. You keep dropping stuff like this. I will follow you all day. Okay. Would you like to ride on my shoulder? No, not really. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> just keep rummaging through the robes, looking for crumbs and such as I all talk. Right. So you said itchy. Itchy, itchy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on on your back or Yeah, 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 yeah. And you see it's it's like it takes a moment to stop going after the crumbs and you see that it's the the part almost like its shoulders where its wings are, it it's shrugging them up and down like it's trying to reach at something. You see its front right claw reach back as though it's gonna scratch the back of its head and just some dust falls out and it it does that really fast bird scratching and then it goes back to going after the crumbs. Hmm. Can I touch you? Is that okay? Are you going to tackle me again? That sucked. Don't do that again. No. That would that no. suck, suck so bad. Absolutely not. She's not going anywhere near you. Stokey, you back away. I throw another coin. Stokey! <laughs> throw glares at you. Stokey, this is not helping. It will when it turns into coins. It will not turn into coins. We can go join the singers. I can't eat that. I know. She's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but, what do you want to touch? This is weird. Uh, just your back. I want to see if there's something on you or, or something like that. All right, as long as I can keep eating. Peck, peck, of peck, course. Peck, 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 peck. Go ahead and make an investigation check, and I'll give you advantage since the, the crow will acquiesce to this. Cool. And natural 20. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I take a drink to that. <laughs> Sorry, old habits die hard. All right, with a natural <laughs> 20. You said uh, there was no drinking. <laughs> I, all I have is tea. Oh. <laughs> on dungeon drunks we tend to take a drink whenever someone rolls a natural 20 not all of us are drinking alcohol it is also <laughs> not technically dungeon drunks but hey you, listeners at home if you'd like to drink along to a natural 20 please join me i have some blackberry sage tea it's great oh very nice it's in a giant D mug oh yeah, it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm sorry natural 20s happened you you managed to see exactly where it was scratching or at least attempting to scratch and lift the feathers up just enough to see it looks like a tiny bug. But as you get in really close, you notice it's got this metallic sheen on it. And it's like this tiny little bug. It almost looks like a tick with these mm. two pincers just pressed into the back of this thing's neck. Oh, can I catch it? Can I try and take it off? Yeah. You know what? I'll say with a, with a natural 20, you can then do a and you pull it right off it's it's tiny 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 barely fits in between your two fingers it's got these little tiny metallic legs and this weird gold metallic carapace and two pincers like like on a i've just forgotten the name of those crazy ants that have the giant jowls the the huge pincers like the mandibles ants. yeah 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 like fire ants, except ten times worse on this tiny little what looks like a metallic creature and as soon as you take this thing off the the crow kind of ruffles its feathers a little bit grabs a couple more pieces of of bread that you'd left behind and goes oh oh ooh ooh yeah 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 much better much better much better oh good do you think do you want to give flying a try i can catch you if you if you start to fall make a persuasion check okay just before you do that i'm going to lean over and just say if that thing was sucking the crow's blood i'm just saying vampires i called it <laughs> <laughs> Very tiny, tiny vampires. Uh, five. <laughs> okay. It gives you this look and says, 
but there's still bread. There's still lots of bread. Lots, lots of. I can fall later. That's fine. I'm not going to rush you. Uh, and then I'm going to turn to the rest of the party and, and hold out my two little fingers and be like, I have no idea what this is. Yeah, that doesn't look good. Does it look, is it like, I don't know what that is. I've never seen this before. I don't know either. I don't really like metal. You know, I like wood and bugs and, but this is a bug and metal. That's not right. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. It's what that is. Yeah. I'm going to walk up to it with a coin in my hand and try to compare. It is much smaller than a coin. This thing is the size of a fingernail. It is tiny, tiny, tiny. I'll try to <laughs> tap it with the coin, see if it sounds the same. Tink, 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 tink. Hey, Rhaegar, didn't you say something about termites? Uh, where were they? Well, they're in my... The, the, where would termites be in the wood? Like, uh, we keep hearing this creepy crawling noise in, in the in the wood, and then some of the wood fell in, and we saw whole, I mean, very classic termites. Just just here in your house? I, I shoved the little bug in his face like this. <laughs> well, I, I, I didn't see him. I just saw what was left of my support structure before we had to close, and I had to go order some more walls. <clears throat> let's, let's go look. Can we go inside? Can we look at the walls? Yeah, sure. Be careful, though. It's not very structurally sound. Second floor, especially, got hit pretty hard. And he goes over and unlocks the door and opens it up for you. Are all you entering or are some of you staying outside? And what are you doing with the tiny little bug? I'd like to find something to keep it in, like a tiny vial or something. Keep it in your fingers. That'll end well. <laughs> there, no, I don't want it in me. <laughs> I'm looking to see if I have anything to help with this. Uh, I have two flasks, but they have stuff in it. Hmm. While everyone's deciding what to do, I'm going to make a small pile of ration crumbs where I was sitting, and I'm going to hide a copper coin in it and kind of make it like a little <laughs> mountain, and then I'm going to walk away. Okay. As as you are all pondering what to do with this tiny little bug and heading inside the, the inn, the crow stays outside and continues to peck away, and... Hemlock, you do hear it go, thanks, thanks, I'll be out here, I'll be out here, thanks, 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 thanks. And it's it's enjoying all the crumbs. <laughs> you're welcome. You all, so for the moment you're holding on to this thing, I, I will yeah. say you're- can, can I ask Rhaegar, like, do you have, like, a cup or something that I can just stick this in? Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, go look behind the bar, there's probably a couple dusty cups. Okay, great. They're not so. being used for anything else right now, so you might as well. I sold all, right. all the alcohol over to the o over to the peaceful poor because they're they're still open, so I might as well make a little bit of money. But the cup should be back there. All right, uh, you enter what looks like a, a very basic tavern. It's got a bar on the one side and a, a couple chairs and tables. Nothing special. There's a stairway that's leading up to what looks like used to be a second floor, but a whole part of the back wall has just crumbled into dust and debris. And it looks like the landing for the second floor for the rooms up there doesn't look very safe to be. Uh, and it's dark, but there's sunlight coming in through the windows, so you can see pretty well gonna reach under my cloak and pull out at first he sort of looks like a short sword and then we look closer it's made of wood and very sharp at one end and sort of blunt on the other <laughs> always good to be prepared even with these tiny little vampires <laughs> let's go jesus i don't know who jesus is but i'm just gonna call out to that person's name because that's i feel like this situation calls for it <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to do uh, I'm going to head behind the bar to find something to stick this bug in because I don't want to touch it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can find several basic glasses if you want to. Yeah. 
something glass and just plop it in. Like, ugh, I have plenty of bugs on me at any one time. I don't like that one. You put the glass down on the, the counter. You drop the bug into the glass. Do you cover it at all or you just leave it sitting there? Yeah, something something else glass, like a plate, I guess. Okay. Yeah, you can find a metal plate. Um, yeah, Like that a tin plate hanging out. You put it on top of the glass and all of you can hear because it's it's fairly quiet in here. Now that you're inside, you don't hear the drunk people down the way. Uh, you can hear the tiny little metallic legs against glass and it makes that tink, 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 tink noise as this this weird bug that uh, they drop into the glass immediately starts to tink, 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 wander around. It gets to the side of the glass and while it's obviously having some trouble, it does start to climb the side of the glass. So it's a good thing that you did cover mm. it. Gets up to the tin plate and you can see that it's sharp little tiny mandibles are just... <laughs> trying to bite nope. through, move something at the tin plate. Obviously doesn't want to be in this thing. Mm. I'm going to tap Hemlock on the shoulder. Can I try something? As long as you don't let it go. It might let it go. What do you want to do? Tell me first. Use your words. I'm going to flip it over and see if it eats the, the counter. No. But then we'll know if it's, the, if it's one of the termites. We can look in the wood for termites. You want to go in the bug area again? All right compromise yeah find a piece of wood put it in the cup you want to open the cup while it's sitting here trying to open the get out i'm gonna just shake the like the, the cup and the plate together try and knock it off all right yeah <laughs> you give it a little tick 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 and it eventually you can tell that it's managed to climb up the side of the glass but kind of like an ant it's not the firmest of grips and so it falls uh onto the bottom of the cup again ding yeah, glass, gonna... glass is not a uh, a surface you can stick to. I've been a spider. I know these things. Things you say in D&D. &D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While they're having this moment, what are the, the other two you're doing in the inn? I'm, I'm heading up to the second floor with uh, this stake in one hand. Okay. And I'm, like going, to and I'm going to just investigate the structure, especially the ones that are torn down, to look for like termite holes and to see if I hear any moving in the walls for additional termites. Sure. Morgan, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Soldar, you get to the stairs that lead up to this landing for the second floor. You take a step onto the first stair and you hear it creak very loudly. You take a second step and the next one creaks and you feel it bowing under your foot. And you can tell... It's going to be very rough going. Like the, the next couple of stairs look like their structural integrity might not be the best. I, I feel that I, I yeah, I think I, I'm going to do it very carefully. Like, you know, sort of arms to either side to just try and brace, take some of my weight off the, uh, off, off the stairs. If there's a banister, I'll use that a little bit. Although I suspect that's going to be just as compromised. <laughs> I have intelligence nine. I've got an idea. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, give me an investigation check. Okay. And... Morgan, what'd you get on yours? That was a 17 for me. Okay. You go under this, kind of to the side of where these stairs are under the landing and press your ear against the wall. You can very clearly hear not chewing, but like scraping. You think it might be termites. It actually is kind of that noise, but it's it's not that that digestion chewing noise of them eating the wood. It's almost as though something is burrowing. Tiny, tiny little noises inside the wall. I think our predictions may have been correct. It's just a hunch. 
So I'm going to hold on to that hunch and continue to uh, look around, as I say out loud, for some reason. <laughs> There's been a lot of predictions. Uh, w- which one? The, the vampires? The coins? The uh, I- I'm confused now. Uh, I got a 16. The uh, the prediction that the termite-looking thing, the metal one, may be the ones that kind of took down this house, too. Ah, uh, yes. Because yeah. uh, I hear I hear burrowing. I don't hear, like, num-num-nums. You know, I hear kind of burrowing. Well, that makes sense. I mean, vampires traditionally don't eat wood. They eat blood. So, oh, dear. Again, no. uh, okay. we're, on, we're on point. We, we are on point. Yes, you're, you're correct. You're correct. So even as you're having this conversation, you're being very cautious going up these stairs. You see one of them. As soon as you put your foot onto it, you can actually hear wood splinter. And so you just walk over that one. You touch the banister and the side of the wall to help you get up. And the banister eventually starts to rock as though it's not even really connected to the stairs or the landing or anything anymore. And just as you're about to put your foot down on the top of where this second story is, it creaks and the whole thing goes leaning to the side away from the wall fortunately it just just about a foot the whole thing just shifts and you all watch as the entire backside of this inn with soldar on it just goes look out hemlock he's pulling a deacon and now now everything (laughs) is just hanging a little to the left but for the moment you're still okay you're gay. Is it stable? Otherwise, I was going to Charlie Chapman in it and just lean it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stable would be pushing it. You think, you think the further upstairs you get, the less structural integrity there is. Uh, I would love one more investigation check from you while you're upstairs. Um, that would be a seven. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I think it's going to be okay. Good, good. You have this moment where you're you're looking at the whole thing that is leaned over on the side and you think you're going to Charlie Chaplin this thing and you're like, Charlie, huh, I don't know. There did I even think of Charlie Chaplin. It just distracts you for a second. Uh, meanwhile, downstairs are our two friends who are checking out this bug. I hear you wanted to uh, run some experiments. Yeah. So uh, I've gone over to the to the wall behind me where some of the wall has fallen out and grabbed a couple of pieces of... Uh, wood and some sawdust and i put it in my hand and uh, i snuck in an extra copper coin just in case and so i've got it in my hand and i'm waiting for hemlock to pull it off the uh the pull off the plate yeah once the bug is definitely on the bottom again i'll just lift the plate all right and i'm gonna toss all my stuff in there and when put the, the plate back on when the coin hits the glass and makes like a tink tink i'll look up at uh hemlock and go oops you could have crushed it with that coin. That's an I, I, interesting thing to say, because I would love for Stokey <laughs> to make a dexterity check. Because <laughs> this is a tiny little bug, and that is a fairly relatively large coin. Uh, 19. You do manage to avoid smushing the bug. It's it's still writing itself on the bottom of the glass, and you don't see any wings, so you don't think it's going to fly out. Uh, but Stokey does manage to drop this coin into the glass without smushing the bug, which as you drop in the sawdust and the, the pieces of wood that you've put on in there, it examines it and it seems to be burrowing around in it. Uh, but then it seems to be much more interested in the copper coin. You see it biting onto the side of the copper coin and disturbingly enough, those jaws biting through the copper. Hum, 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 hum. It's staying in there. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, good job, Stokey. You have discovered something rather unsettling. And I put another cup on top of the plate <laughs> to keep it extra stable. Morgan, I need you to make a perception check. Yeah, you got it. Let me let me do that for you. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Perception check. Ten. Don't hear any movement against the wall anymore. It seems to have stopped the, the sounds. I feel like that was a little bit vague. The sounds Soldar, from the walls. I would love for you to make a perception check. Uh, that would be a three. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, you think everything, I mean, you're going to have to still be careful. Obviously, it's it's very unstable up here, but where would you like to go and look around? It seems a lot more stable up here. I'm just going to just explore a little and I'm just going to step out onto the, uh, the this this floor. Okay. Yeah, it's a landing and you can see uh, two doors leading into, since this seems to be a, a tavern inn sort of situation, you think these might be the two rooms that they have available. Both doors are closed and you're going to head to one of the doors, I assume? Yeah, the, the closest one I think would probably be safest. Okay. Closest one is only two steps away, which is great, as on the second step, your foot goes through the floor. <laughs> I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> it actually goes straight through, despite the fact that this should be like a, a chunky piece of wood holding up this second floor. All of you see his foot thump through the floor. And you also hear a little ding, 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 as do see some of these bugs come falling out of the hole in this floor. As Gross, uh, Soldar, get out of the way! You pull your foot up through this hole and you look back towards the door. You see from around the door frame, there are these holes as though termites or something has been eating away at the wood. But it's it's not a flush door with the wall. And you see little gold pincers and little gold bodies. And there's dozens of them. And there's dozens more of them, and they come swarming out from around the door. And you can now see a good couple dozen tiny little pincer bugs all, all heading towards you. What would you like to do? I feel, um, are, they, are they all these, sort of these tiny things, or are they bigger, these ones? No, these are all still the tiny, tiny little, like, size of a, a thumbnail. Um, I think I'm going to uh, sort of reach behind me very, very slowly and light a torch. So I've got like some flame in my hand and sort of thrust it towards the uh, the bugs that are heading in this direction. Sure. Make an attack roll. This will be an improvised weapon sort of thing. Uh, that is a natural 20. <laughs> Hell Seriously? <yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, actually, on these dice, it's like a little Cthulhu because I've got these elder <laughs> dice. But yeah, that, mm. is a, that is a natural 20. Yes. <laughs> Morgan appreciates that dice. I do too. <laughs> Cthulhu shows up and solves all your problems. No, I will say with a natural 20, you thrust the torch in front of you and manage to not set the door on fire as you hold off this swarm of metallic creatures that all scatter from the flames. They all scatter against the walls and up onto the ceiling, obviously staying well away from the fire, but you're starting to feel the, the creaking of the wood under you. What are the rest of you doing as you see this happen? How's it going up there, bud? The vampires, they're everywhere. There's thousands of them. Maybe you should come I, back down. I think that's going to happen either way. I'm not even sure if I have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should come back down manually. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be all right. Gosh. <laughs> I take out my clubs and I spin them around and then I look at them. I put the clubs away and then I take out my short sword instead. Uh, thinking that wood is probably not the best solution. 
from where Stokey and Hemlock are, can we see Soldar? Can we see him? Oh, yes. So the, the second floor is kind of, it's just a landing, and you guys are on the first floor, kind of on the opposite side of the building. So you can see uh, diagonally up towards him. You can even see, I'll say at this point, the swarming mass of tiny little bugs as they are filling out the wall, crawling out from the ceiling, being held off by the, the bright flames of Soldar's torch, but might be slowly surrounding him. You've angered the swarm! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Hemi. Maybe, maybe we should go outside now. Yeah, bugs bad, fire bad, wooden building bad, outside good. <laughs> Hemlock leaves. I will say for the short sword. I think I told you this in the email description of the sword that has a certain flavor text that has not worked well for me seventy five percent of the time. Uh, that percentage <laughs> has been increased by this. So as I go to do the short sword and click it in, I can't seem to find the connection for some reason <laughs> because i just rolled another natural one for this goddamn thing oh no so i put the handle away i just take the clubs out again and go come on man let's get out of here and i start walking around and looking for things to hit on the way Soldar, there are uh, hundreds of these little tiny bugs. They're all swarming towards you. Your torch is holding them off, but as you hold the torch to the right, they they start to come around to the left, and, and the opposite way works. Fortunately, they're not very fast, and they don't seem to be able to fly. They're not, like, winged bugs. <laughs> they're just tiny and persistent, and they're starting to get close to your feet. So I start backing off and I sort of glance behind me. You sort of mentioned that I might be surrounded. Is that a thing? It's starting to be a thing. So behind you, directly behind you right now is the railing for the second floor of this landing. And to your right and behind you is this, the uh, rickety stairway that is now to the left a little bit. <laughs> so um, Soldar's beginning to panic and he's sort of looking around in panicky in all directions. And he's like, no, you will not take me again. I will not go back. No. And with every sort of syllable that he utters, his voice gets louder and louder and louder. When he says no, it kind of explodes out in all directions in a sphere around him as he casts Thunderwave. I love it. All right. Uh, Thunderwave's a, a save, I think? Um, it is, yeah. So it's uh, con save 15. All right. I'll, I'll do for a couple of swarms here. The swarms around you fail miserably at this thunder wave, so they will take full damage. So that's 12 damage, and they're blown back 15... Oh, sorry, 10 feet. Um, and I imagine all the wood and the stairs in the building is probably blown <laughs> back 15 feet as well. So I rolled a save for the floor, and the floor rolled a 7. So here's what happens. <laughs> the... Your thunder wave explodes out from you and you all watch as you are moving out of this building and waiting for your friend to join you as the, the shock wave from this thunder wave and all these little tiny metallic bugs poof into Soldar. I'll say that there's enough of them around you and you're, you're perceptive enough to notice that they explode into gears and springs and bits of metal go flying in all direction uh the little tiny pincers on a lot of these bugs they are thrown from you with such speed and they are so sharp that they stick into the side of the wood like tiny little knives you have just enough time to notice this before the floor under you goes <laughs> and you fall and i need you to make a acrobatics check as you fall about uh, 20 feet through the floor, 
Okay, acrobatics, I get a 24. Um, Excellent. So it's probably like a wily coyote moment where he kind of like looks around but then realizes <laughs> there's no floor under him. And then is there like, uh, no, there probably wouldn't be a chandelier or anything nearby. Um, but no, he just, he just lands cat-like on the floor. There's not a chandelier, as this is a podunk town in the middle of nowhere, but I will say that as you fall through the floor, there are pieces of wood and splinters and stuff that you could you could have grabbed onto if you wanted to, to try to simulate grabbing a chandelier. Is that <laughs> something you want to do? So maybe something like, um, so if the, the, the floor disappeared from underneath me, maybe I'd grab, grab onto what's left of the rail and kind of, I don't know, flip and then land uh, somewhere in the middle of the room away from where the, the swarm's epicenter was i love it you do you three-point land poof on the floor (laughs) it hurts a little bit you're still going to take six points of falling damage uh which is a lot less if you hadn't been so graceful and uh, managed to swipe your way through the floor the rest of you see him land in relative safely safety watch this cloud of bugs get turned into metallic dust and then more of them start to crawl out of the walls and they're crawling over towards this hole and they're now trying to follow very slowly but very ominously Time to go, time to go, time to go. Yeah. Yeah, leaving now. So I'm going to take your normal advice. Uh, Why don't you just torch the place, drop that goddamn torch, and just burn it to hell. And I'm just going to run out. You hear Rhaegar at the door, who has been standing at the door this whole time, be like, well, I I would kind of prefer... Your place is ruined. Do you see all of these swarms and everything is falling? This... Be glad that you got out. Uh, don't worry, Rhaegar, I won't burn it. Down. Hang on, where is my torch? <laughs> so on the floor upstairs. <laughs> you say that and everybody just kind of looks upstairs and see it burning brightly. And then you see a spark catch next to it. And then, yeah, very slowly, this, this inn is about to go up in flames. But you have plenty of time to get out. It's, it's, not, it's not an immediate fire. As soon as there is any hint of like more fire than a torch, Hemlock is out of there as fast as possible. Fire bad, fire bad, fire bad. <laughs> My next plan was to dread pirate Roberts you. What? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll explain the reference later. <laughs> I'm I'm double checking. You're all leaving the building? Uh, yes, yes, please. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, you all get out of the building in plenty of time. Uh, Rhaegar even has time to gather up a few people, a, a bucket brigade, and while the top floor of this thing eventually does go up, he kind of lets it burn a little bit, but then they, they're they able to spend some time and make sure that this isn't going to turn into, you know, the Chicago fire and burn down the entire town. As you all come outside, the crow is kind of still standing there in the middle of the, the street, now watching this, and in the last moments of your speak with animals, Hemlock, you hear it go, oh, pretty. <laughs> so crow's fine. The, the we've killed the bugs. Case closed. Well, we're done. Uh, I I would assume there's there's uh, is that an infestation? Where where those things come from? They don't even seem like they're alive. That is a very good question. Uh, when when did you first start having this termite problem? Oh, about a week, a ten day ago. I thought it was just like you know in one room, and then it spread pretty fast. Where did it start? Uh, well, it started with the... He points up towards the burning part of his top floor. It started up with the, the one guest room up there. Uh, the the room that uh, the hoity-toity people were kind of staying in before they had to leave because I had, you know, bugs. So you didn't have the problem before they showed up? No, now that... I, I mean, I, I might have, but I didn't notice the problem until 
after they were here. What a bunch of assholes. Okay. You think the you think the, the, the Lordy people they the brought the bugs? That seems like a weird thing for, for them to do. Are those the people that wanted to go hunting? Yeah, it's those people he points down towards the uh the peaceful poor, which is you still hear people singing. You see, some of the people that were inside that tavern have come outside to kind of gawk at the fire. <laughs> but from inside, you still hear a couple of people very loudly and drunkenly singing karaoke. He points down towards the peaceful poor and says, yeah, well, it, it's it's uh, his lordship, uh, Sir something, 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 and his friends and his steward. And they were all staying here for a couple for like a day or two. And then I had the bugs. And so they had to go move. And so now they've been down there. Were they the ones that told you about the bugs? No, they, they didn't know anything about the bugs until I said, oh, I got bugs. So when did you, how did you first notice them? Well, uh, that, that little guy, the, that gnome, he, he came out of the room complaining about something wrong with the wall. And I, I did some looking and saw there were holes. And Who are you calling little? The, the gnome that was down with the, the lorded people. We are perfectly finely hided things. We are normal height, not little. Sorry, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I've heard that gnomes don't like being called things. Uh, uh, people is fine. Sorry, I, I didn't want to say anything, but, you know, I have friends who are gnomes. Yeah, like me. What this guy said. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know you were the normal people and that I was the super tall one, but I'll take it. <laughs> that, That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did these people go hunting? Or did they just want to? Well, the the gnome wanted to get them hunting. He he was the one that was kind of up for it. But I I got the sense that like the lordy guy doesn't like him very much, and so every time he brought it up, the, they they just got drunker. I don't know. They were only here for like a day or two. I wanted them to stay more because they they were they were drinking all my top shelf stuff. It was really kind of nice. So, but but then you know bugs. Do you know where they came from? That way. He points. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should go talk to them. Maybe we should check out the uh, this other inn, see if they've started having a problem that they haven't noticed yet. Oh, I hope not, because then you're going to have to set them on fire. And he looks back towards the smoldering remains <laughs> of his, no, of his no, inn. No, 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 more fire. No, we, we will find another solution. Well, it, unless we need to use fire and that's the best solution, then we'll lose lots of fire. Uh, the fire. I think I had enough fire for today. Thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, one question, though, about that gnome. Did you see, by chance, if he was like a tinkerer by trade? Any tools or any, like, things on him? He had a lot of really strange stuff on him, but they're all wearing really fancy dress and have those really fancy horses. And they, they had those, those, those weird musket things with the the black powder stuff so i but i try to stay away from that and anything that could just randomly explode i find to be a bad idea that's understandable it's a good perspective to have well uh they were on horseback and they left and we're going to be a little bit of a disadvantage here uh is there any possible well, they're just down they just went down the block to this other all the horses are just parked outside of this other inn uh, the Peaceful Poor, which is, as he said, the only other inn and tavern still open in town. Which would be a disadvantage if they left a little bit further than that. But since they're actually down <laughs> there, this is going to be pretty simplistic. Why don't we go down there and uh, chat with them? 
Um, maybe we could distract them while other members of our party go and explore some of their, you know, uh, possessions and rooms and coffins and, you know, other areas of things that may be suspicious. You know, for once, I agree with you. For once? I look a bit confused. <laughs> <laughs> that is what I said. <laughs> what time of day is it, by the way, Lauren? Pretty early. Uh, it's maybe just before noon-ish. Perfect. They'll be asleep in their coffins. Best time to explore their rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just start walking towards the other end. Uh, Rhaegar, again, sorry about your place. Uh, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this, as I say, behind me as I walk. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll be here with the bucket brigade. <laughs> yeah, he just you're looks welcome. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at my, uh, is my pile of crumbs still there? Oh, no, they're gone. Is the coin gone? No, it's still sitting there. As we start heading down to the, to the peaceful, peaceful, poor, poor? peaceful, poor, I want to say peaceful pony for some reason. I'll pick up the coin. Is the crow's gone too, right? Or is he still there? Crow is, actually, make a perception check. E.T. Excellent. You look around. It's not on the ground anymore, but you do look up and you see a crow perched on one of the houses just across the street, kind of cocked its head looking at you. And then as you're looking at this thing, trying to figure out, is this, is that the same crow? Is that a different crow? You hear, Wah! flap, 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 flap. You watch another crow go flying over the first one, spinning upside down, unable to keep itself aloft as it then goes falling into the brush behind the house. And that first one looks at you, cocks its head, and then you could swear it goes, ha, 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 and laughs. As we, as we walk past it, I'm going to kind of raise the coin up in the air and shake my fist at it and just say, you have one job! I'm going to be watching you! And it watches as you walk down the street. This has been part one of Idle Podcast Bug Support. To find part two, check out the Taking Initiative podcast on Wednesday, March 20th. And for part three, you can find it on the How We Roll podcast on Friday, March 22nd. This has been fantastic. I'd like to take a moment. Let's go around and tell the people where we can find you, what you're doing, and tell us all about the, the things you are currently doing. Uh, let's go with Joe first. As I said before, I'm Joe Trier. I'm uh, one of the, the writers and one of the DMs for How We Roll Podcast. Um, we are currently playing through the Pulp Cthulhu campaign, The Two-Headed Serpent, with its writer, Scott Dorwood. And we are about to start season three of Curse of Strahd. And that's going to be broadcast live on our Twitch channel on the 24th of March at 8pm GMT. And you can find us at uh, howwerollpodcast.com. And you can also find me at HWRpodcast on Twitter. Excellent. Josh? I'm Josh Perot. I was the DM for Taking Initiative. I will now be a player with a Storm King's Thunder campaign, but what we just finished was a Curse of Strahd campaign. After two years, we are done, but now you can listen and binge the entirety of it if you'd like. We also do little side quests here and there of different adventures, such as Hackenstone's Gambit, where we feature some people from D&D is for Nerds, uh, the Venture Maidens. Uh, we have some stuff with Lauren and the Dungeon Drunks as well in our Meanwhile series. So to find us, you can find us at TI underscore pod on Twitter or on our website at takinginitiativepodcast.com. There you can find all the links to find all of us. Uh, me particularly, you can find me on Twitter at Xyroxis the Beard. That's at X-I-R-O-X-I-S the Beard. For our two lovely guests from Codename Entertainment, uh, Kat, where can we find you? 
I'm Catherine Crane, generally just go by Cat, one of the artists on Idol Champions, but I also post a lot of my own personal art. And I go by Te Art Monkey, T-E-H-A-R-T-M-O-N-K-E-Y. Uh, basically everywhere. I've got a Tumblr and a Twitter and an Instagram. I try and do comics. I did one semi-recently about mental health issues that I'm very proud of called Monsters and Knives. Yeah. I love it. Chris. I'm Chris Dupuy. You can find me on Twitter at GameGuruChris, and you can find Idle Champions at IdleChampions.com. I was playing through this adventure as one of our champions, Stokey, a gnome monk that we introduced in the High Harvest Tide event a couple of years ago. Idle Champions, for those that don't know, is a strategy management game on PC, Xbox, PlayStation, iPads, and Android devices. It is very similar to this uh, this podcast. It takes advent- it takes champions from different mediums, from the books from D anD D, from the streams from D anD D, from the lore of D anD D, and throws them all together in uh, lets you play through weird, quirky adventures. But the really cool part about it is that it's all about figuring out the right formation and the right characters to use based on their formation abilities. Uh, and it's a ton of fun. You should check it out. It's free to play on all those platforms. If you're checking these podcasts out during the first couple of weeks of release, our current event in Idol Champions is the Festival of Fools. We bring back Strix from Dice Camera Action, and we introduce Rosie from the C-Team. So log into Idol Champions now and collect your champions. And uh, we hope you enjoyed everything today. It was a ton of fun playing, Lauren. Thank you so much. Yeah, it was a ton of fun for me too to DM for all of you. I'm Lauren Urban. You might know me as Obo Crazy. I am the community manager for D&D Beyond. But in this case, more importantly, I am the DM for Dungeon Drunks, one of the three podcasts that on a very regular basis gives out free gold chests. Thanks to Idol Champions. You can find Dungeon Drunks online at Dungeon Drunks and you can subscribe to our podcast just like these other two fine podcasts. You can find me as Obo Crazy wherever fine Obo Crazies are sold. And until the next time that we have this marvelous crossover, I will say thank you very much. This was so much fun and goodbye.